Good morning, medics. I think it's on now. It's, it's uh, spinning. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but I am Charles McFall, and I am doing EMS Underground today. Let's let's see. It looks like it caught it. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, Facebook's weird. It definitely caught the intro, but uh, it was spinning. <laughs> it was still spinning like it wasn't catching it. But cool. Everything's good now. So uh, good morning, medics. Is it a good day? It's a good day. It's a great day to be alive. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Asher makes fun of me. Uh, so is it a good day? I never actually never. I don't believe I ever said it. Is it a good day? Uh, I was just like, good morning. Anyway, and I have my coffee today. It's a little bit later in the morning to get this done, and I've got a student review coming up a little bit later. So I've just gotta get things done. But I I decided yesterday. You know, it's EMS week when I'm recording this, right? It's EMS week, and I was like, you know what? Let me do something EMS. Great, you know, gratitude. Let me let me talk about EMS week and. I don't know what to talk about. Good morning, Sherry. And so I, I looked up EMS motivation. And now this will apply. This will definitely apply across the board to people who who buy into motivational things. And don't get me wrong. You need motivation. Sometimes you need something that resonates with you. It's like, yes, that. That will help me move forward and change my mindset or help my outlook. But I Googled. I Googled EMS motivation. And what I found honestly pissed me off. So the first graphic I got pulled up here is uh, a very beautiful graphic. I mean, and for me, I like it. It's dark. It's got some light blues on it. It's got some dirt to it. And it's got this line down the middle. It says, we, the unappreciated, must do the unimaginable and see the unthinkable to protect the ungrateful. What kind of horse hockey is this? Good morning, Nathan. Uh, is it afternoon already? It, no, it's not. It's 11.51. It's not afternoon yet. <laughs> You're off, man. Um, but, yeah, that, that that's some that's some right there. We the unappreciated. Really? Really? Because you don't get paid. And then we're going to keep coming back to this, right? You don't get paid. Let's do the unimaginable. Really? Because 90% of our calls are boo-boos and sick calls and just transports, right? And it's imaginable. Because people watch movies all the time. It's imaginable because we go through school and we teach you about it. Now, definitely, do we face some horrible things? Yes, but do we want to define ourselves? And I'm talking to you specifically, whoever to you is that's listening to me right now. I, I'm defining yourself, or do, I'm asking you, do you want to define yourself as unappreciated, unimaginable things that you have to see and do, the unthinkable, and protect the ungrateful? You've never been told thank you by anybody anywhere on any of your calls or you know going to racetrack guess what guess what racetrack all year round gives uh ems food and drink and actually i need to go and apparently they dm'd me on a, a post the other day after i shared it and i need to respond to them so they'll give me something which is probably a coupon for like a hot dog or something but i dig it you know i dig it uh so i gotta get that taken care of here soon so i don't, I don't miss my freebie there but People say thank you all the time. So my question to you, watch, or my statement first, is watch what, what motivation is, right? Because if this is your motivation, you're going to burn out. You're going to hate life. You're going to hate where you work. You're going to hate your job. You're going to hate yourself because this is all negative. And I went through it. I went through it. I looked to be unappreciated, right? I looked for problems where I worked and how people didn't think, I did a good job. Um, we must do the unimaginable. I can't 
tell you anything that I dealt with that you couldn't say, no, I, I get that. I get it. it's in the, in, in, you know, in the realm of possibilities. Now unthinkable. Yeah. You know, I haven't dealt with it directly myself, but I was one shift. Literally I came on the next morning adjacent to a call where a foster parent who had fostered children who were abused, abused them. Um, and Nathan says, shoot, I was driving down the interstate and a guy waved and said, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. You know, there, there it is. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, Roy's like saying, don't abuse race. Yeah, no, never abuse anything. One bad seat can ruin everything. I mean, if you, you go in and try to ask for, I, I, okay. On that note, Roy, my policy has always been, I don't ask for freebies period. I just don't, I don't say, do you give a discount? I don't do any of that. If I go in on duty and I have my uniform on and I've been given a discount in this shirt and this is an educational shirt, but it was at firehouse subs and they saw the emblem and they, they gave me the, the firefighter EMS discount, whatever that was. And that's cool. That's cool. Didn't ask for it. Um, honestly didn't feel like at the time I deserved it, but you know, I realized I am, I am doing the Lord's work here in media and in teaching. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't be, Oh, you remember Patty Roy? Patty would be off duty, put her uniform on. All right. And I don't care about names. You know, you did it. I'm not gonna give your last name out, but you know, you did it. If you ever see this, I saw you do it. Uh, Arby's in the town that we worked in, in this little town, Arby's would give, I think it was Arby's would give us like a 50% discount or free. I can't remember if it was free, but I remember it was at least a large discount and it might've been free. And Patty would go and put on her full uniform being off duty, take her entire family. So it's her husband and two or three kids, however many she had and went to Arby's in uniform, ordered for everybody, and then went and sat down and ate it with them and wasn't on duty at all. And we actually came in on the ambulance. It was 50% off. Thank you, Roy. And we actually came in, me and whoever I was working with that day, came in on the ambulance and went, what are you doing here? And I don't know if she worked for us very much longer after that, but that's abuse. That's abuse. Don't do that. You know, I, I joke about stolen valor because... One, it can be a real thing. I get that with the military. You know, I'm not dogging that out. But it, for a long time, that was the meme. That was the meta that went around on the internet was all these videos about stolen valor, stolen valor. Well, one, calm your tits because, you know, you're going out looking for problems. Why do I know you're looking for problems? Because you're carrying your phone everywhere, going up and, and harassing people and stuff. And, uh, yeah, and she would want to use a buy one, get one free coupon. You're right, Roy. Um, but so I'll, I'll, I'll jokingly talk about stolen valor. And I, I saw somebody buy an EMT jacket at a Goodwill store so she could get free coffee. So, you know, I was like, nah, I was like, stolen valor, stolen coffee, you know. But it does take one person to ruin it, right? So this is that person. This is that person, the person who identifies themselves in this motivational poster as we the unappreciated, must be the unimaginable. Now, what's unimaginable is you putting on a uniform or even being on duty and going and making a stink about I should get this for free. No. You really shouldn't. You get paid just like everybody else. In fact, I would dare bet that you get paid more as an EMT than that person behind the counter taking your order at a fast food place because fast food notoriously pays minimum wage. EMTs typically get about 10 bucks an hour, eight to $10 an hour. Minimum wage is under $8 if I remember correctly. And so that's, that's, man, don't do this. This is so negative. To protect the ungrateful. You don't think that person, that loved one, that you saved their life, that they're not thankful for that? 
you don't think that the even if you didn't save their life, you did everything you could and you gave the family some closure because you did everything you could. You don't think they're grateful just because not everybody says thank you doesn't mean they're ungrateful. And and you know, I was like that. I felt unappreciated. I ran a call where the firefighters did a great job on this kid. I took over as a paramedic and I did a whole lot more. The only person who made the news was the firefighters. And I felt, I, well, okay, the reality is, here's the reality of that call. I felt like I didn't do enough, right? I was having a bad day. I couldn't save this kid's life. I carried that negativity and weight, and I put it into the news and went, they're ungrateful, I'm unrecognized, I'm unappreciated. Did it? No. I was unappre- I was not appreciating myself for being ungrateful. And that's, that's what I want to add in here is, appreciate yourself we the appreciated must do the imaginable because try as you might you know oh i can't hardly imagine but you can imagine it because it happens watch a little bit of tv you'll see some of the stuff we have to deal with mag lights up the rectum um person fell three stories uh, off of a metal beam and splatted on the the the, the concrete uh chick-fil-a maybe nathan maybe i'm not saying every place you go to but chick-fil-a charges 15 dollars an hour money for food too don't they um and honestly nathan here's here's my advice i know you're not saying this i know you're not saying this nathan i'm I'm picking on you because you you put that up there if truly somebody's going to argue man they pay for it then shut up and go work at chick-fil-a i did it it's a great place to work they actually have really good benefits too they didn't pay me $15 an hour, but that was back in 1996. So, you know, it is what it is. But if, if look, the reality is, you. I'm going to go on to another motivational poster before I hit that reality. Let's see. Um, not that one. Let's talk about the money one. All right, here's another negative one. We don't do it for the money. We don't do it to get paid. We don't do it for the glory, but for the life that might be saved. Shut the f*** up no no you don't you're telling me you show up at the work and if they don't pay you you're good you're good really prove it show up to work and say no boss i don't need a paycheck this week i'm just gonna do this out of the kindness of my heart for that life that might be saved no you're gonna argue well there's volunteers yeah there are some volunteers but guess what they work a job and i'm telling you i am telling you i have not met one person in this life i met some people who are close don't get me wrong i've definitely met some people who are close but i've not met one person in this life who doesn't want to have some kind of glory right we call them rescue randys sometimes everybody likes to be said thank you to and here's how i know you do it a little bit for the glory you do it a little bit for the glory because when i don't credit you for showing up on scene when i don't say thank you for showing up on scene guess what you're going to do as a volunteer you're not going to show up on scene anymore I'm going to argue a little bit. That's for the glory. That's what I'm going to argue a little bit because we absolutely do it to get paid. Now, when you say we don't do it for the money, there's there's some positions you can get really, really paid as a paramedic and, and higher, right? You got to move on up higher, whatever. Sure, we don't do it to get rich. This is not a get rich industry. Okay, fine. But is that really how you want to define yourself? Why do you do it then for the life that might be saved? <laughs> oh that's good you know call me when you've been in the field for five years 10 years 15 years tell me how many lives you saved 
We do. That's how I teach. I teach. We do this for the living, not to stop death, not to save that life. Because if you do it to save the life, one, there's a lot of lives you're not going to save. Two, you're going to get very burned out and negative about all the basic calls that are not life threatening. Right? We do tons of non-life threatening calls. I broke my arm as a kid and my dad gave me a pillow, put me in the car, drove me to the ER. Or actually, no, we didn't even go to the ER. We went to my pediatrician. <laughs> we went to the pediatrician's office and went, yep, it's broken. We got an x-ray of it. All right, here's a cast. He's going to wear it for however many weeks. You know, uh, we don't do it for the right amount of money, <laughs> says Roy. And Nathan says, I didn't get into this job for the money. I literally enjoy my job. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. But you understand what I'm saying with this kind of motivation? The reality is you have to get paid or you wouldn't do that job. Now, you have to pay your... I'm living proof. You have to be able to pay your bills or you won't do that job. I had to walk... Well, I didn't have to. I had choices. I chose to walk away from the active industry because it wasn't paying my bills. There are other reasons as well, but it wasn't paying my bills. I At the time that I worked... No one job was going to pay enough money for me to cover my house payment and take care of my family. Well, to take care of my family well, I should say, because I could take care of my family if I wanted to live closer to the poverty line, because that's roughly what I, you know, we we're making just above poverty line money. Well, I was, I don't, Roy's been doing this since he was 18 years old and he's like 200 now. So I don't know what he was making then, but, um, you know, I was making I, I don't think I ever made more than $10 an hour, barely over $10 an hour as a paramedic captain, you know, and, and, and yeah, you can say, well, over time, this, that, yeah, yeah. And that could have been better with my money, but it was tight. So I'm saying, so I had a choice, go get a second job or leave the field. And I left the field and went to an office that paid really well and used my skills. What's up, Mike? We're talking about bad motivation and how uh, you have to get paid to show up to your job. You know, that's, that's, you know, you know we don't do it to get paid. Yeah, you do. Even as a volunteer, I don't do it to get paid. Okay, but you're not doing this all the time, are you then? You have to go to a job or you don't put food on the table. And I, I am curious. I am curious in the field right now, what does volunteerism look like with COVID and everything else? Are we getting more or less volunteers showing up? I, I am curious to that. Are they going to less uh, uh are they going to less medical calls? And I'm not judging. I get it. I mean, as a volunteer, you need to pick and choose what you go to. Um, some people believe because you volunteer, you have to go to everything. I don't fully believe that. But the reality is we have to be grateful that we have a place to do the job that we love. Right? Going back to that first meme, right? The unappreciated, the unimaginable, the unsinkable, the ungrat un ungrateful. We have to be grateful first. We have to put gratitude out there. We have to be grateful that we have an opportunity to do what we love, to do what we're good at. And if EMS is that thing for you, and I, I mean that across the board, and if EMS is that thing for you, then yes, you've got to, you've got to wrangle it around. I, I, I got you, Nathan. We'll talk about that here in a second. You've got to wrangle it around. You've got to find other ways to make things work, right? You have to, you have to pull it through. So you have to be grateful that you get to do what you want to do. And you're choosing. That's my biggest thing. You're choosing to take this path. You're choosing to be here working this job when you could choose to go work at Chick-fil-A for $15 an hour. You could choose like I did to walk away from I went from $10 an hour. Yes. Over time, but I was making 32, $33,000 a year. 
with overtime and everything. That's what I filed my taxes on when I left EMS. It was about thirty two, thirty three thousand. I could not break thirty five thousand a year, no matter how hard I tried. It was very rough. And this is back in two thousand six, two thousand five. And so I left the field, went to an office making eighteen dollars an hour. And once that got taxes filed on it, that made forty two thousand. I jumped almost ten grand a year by going to an office where I worked less, did less, had less stress, and got paid a lot more. And that's how I provided for my family. When I left there, I was making almost sixty grand a year, and it, it was rough. I mean, it was it was rough that they let me go. And they they an office bought us out. I didn't want to move to Philadelphia. I got a buyout package. It was fine, but yeah, I mean, to to jump to sixty grand a year, maybe as a paramedic, I don't know. Maybe it's feasible now, depending on where you go. Um, and Nathan says, uh, "I've been an eighteen an EMT for eight years now." Nathan, you're an EMT or an advanced EMT? I can't remember. I know you've told me. I know we've met. I don't remember your level because by by struggle to pay to get from paycheck to paycheck. I love my job. I wouldn't trade it for anything because my son and daughter are proud of what their dad does. All right, let's address the last part. I get that. You want your kids to look up to you. You want your kids to be proud of you. Proud doesn't put food on the table. Now, I'm not dogging you. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing the other side of it, right? Because I'm definitely going to support you in this and give you some help. EMTI. Okay. EMTI. So basically advanced. Okay. Eight years. You've been doing that. Great. Well, being proud, proud, pride doesn't put food on the table. If you had to make the choice of getting more money doing something else to put food on the table, I would argue, this is what I argued myself, I would argue that your children in the long run be more happy looking back and being clear with your kids of why you do it, of I've got to take care of my family, they're going to value that more than my daddy was a superhero, you know, or a hero or whatever. And I'm not dogging it, I'm just saying, that's the flip side of it, that's the argument, the reality of if you have to make that choice, don't let pride stand in your way. Secondly, you said you've been an EMT for eight years and struggle paycheck to paycheck. I'm doing the negative first. I'm going to give you the positive. Why haven't you tried to become a paramedic? Why haven't you done more to improve your career and get more money? I don't know. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. Um, but that's that's the other thing is I, I chose to leave the field when I could have chose to go downtown Atlanta and get more money. Not a lot more, but I could have gotten more money when I lived in Jasper County. I could have driven and worked for a bigger company. Um. Okay, cool. I got you, Nathan. We'll get to that. Uh, and Nathan specifically. Well, I'll do it now. Nathan specifically answered. Well, I run a, a division for an ambulance company now and make great money. Awesome. Um, and so you don't struggle now. And that's the other thing. Sometimes the struggle is real, right? And here's the positive. <laughs> he says I can't pass the damn test. <laughs> oh, dude, it was. I didn't pass the first time. It was a struggle for sure. A uh, paramedic is not easy to do on any standards at any time. Um, uh, uh, and Roy, going back to the first responder thing, because Roy says less response. Even the paid guys don't respond nowadays unless it's an arrest or something we can't handle on our own. I get, I know a lot of policies have gone out in departments, even volunteer departments along those lines of don't respond unless it's, you know, this and that. I get it. And it's sad. Um, but, but that even breaks it down even more of if I'm doing this for the life that I might save. That means putting your life on the line. Why are you not going out there? And I'm not, again, devil's advocate being a little controversial on purpose, but also it is so ignorant to get into this mindset that I, you know, this meme, right? This motivational sticker, but for the life that might be saved, screw you. No, you don't. Cause when the, the COVID hits the fan, 
you didn't. You know, um, but back to the EMT. So uh, uh, Nathan says, you know, loves his job. Kids are proud of him. Well, he worked his way up, right? That's a choice. Sometimes working your way up means you get off the truck. I don't know exactly what Nathan does every day, but if he runs a division, there's a good chance that he's not on the ambulance running calls every day. So how do you define what makes you proud and doing what you love? Me, I, I was able to come back into the industry and teach and do what I really love to do, which is be on the microphone and run my yap. I love doing this. So, you know, and this has empowered me to be able to, to do that and speak. And I feel good about it. I don't want to necessarily get on the truck and run cardiac arrest and everything else. So if I define myself by this, we don't do it for the glory, but for the life that might be saved. Now I'm a failure. And that's what I really want to warn people about is these motivational things. Yeah, sometimes on a, a shirt. Oh, that's kind of funny on, on a poster. Oh, okay. But stop and question it. Think about it. That's what we do in medicine. We question everything. What you're telling me this, but ABC, LOC, VBS, I don't know what VBS is. Let's do that out there. Um, <laughs> vacation Bible school. Um, but you know, you know, we question, we, we investigate, but I see too many people walk around with t-shirts like this. Uh, be someone's hero is another one I see here. Anybody can be somebody's hero, a good dad who plays with their kids. I mean, I got called out by my wife not that long ago, a couple months ago, because I used to go out in the street and sit with my kids and watch them so they don't get run over by cars and let them ride their skateboards and their bicycles and, and be a good parent. And I hadn't done that in a while as the weather got nice. And I got called out for it. So being that good dad, you're their hero by when they say, will you come watch me in the street and hang out with me? You know, saying yes, that's the good dad thing. So that's, that's there. And Nathan says, I love being on the truck and miss it, which some days I will get on the truck. See, there you go. And that's the good part of going back to what you said. I've been an EMT for eight years. I struggle paycheck to paycheck. Depends on what the struggle is. My struggle was I was having to file bankruptcy, mostly through my own decisions, yes. But I was not making enough money to rectify the decisions that had been made. And I wasn't making enough money. I filed a bankruptcy. I think I did chapter 11. The one where I kept my house at the time. This is in Jasper County years and years and years ago. But I filed bankruptcy so I could keep my house. And I made sure to make my house payments. And I made sure to change my ways and not get credit cards and, and earn money to pay for what I could pay for. It also had me look at the paychecks I was getting were also balancing the stress of the politics of where I worked and the back and forth of where I worked. And I had to make a choice. Do I take care of my family and make sure food's on the table? Cause the struggle was not just real. It was hard ups and downs of two, you know, that 2448 period, right? We all, if you've worked it, you know what I'm about to talk about. You know, I'm about to talk about in the 24, 48 hour shift, you'll get one paycheck. That's a, a good paycheck. You'll get a second paycheck, that's a good paycheck, and you'll get a third paycheck, that is crap. And sometimes that third paycheck was less than my house payment, and I had other bills to pay. So uh, I'm going to read what you got, Eric. I'm, I'm going to read this here in a second. Um, you have to define yourself as what do you do, and you always have to be relooking. We all grow. Hopefully, we all grow and evolve. So you always have to be rechecking what it is that makes you happy, rechecking what it is that you're doing. And struggling to pay the bills, having to go to my in-laws to borrow money, that wasn't good. 
And I'm going to give some more tips on how to fix that if the struggle is light. If the struggle is, okay, we, we do okay, but we could probably do better, I've got some tips for you. Uh, Eric Sykes says, I missed a truck. I landed a job outside of Georgia making way more an hour than I ever made on the truck. I, uh, and I live within my means. That is the thing that's about to talk about. So I'm glad you brought that up, Eric. I live within my means. It's way easier paycheck-wise. EMS doesn't pay enough, for, unfortunately. My worst day at this job was an hour on the trucks uh, sometimes. I get it. Yeah, the old big and short check, absolutely. And you're right. And that's something else that we failed to separate. That last part he talks about was my worst day on this job was an hour on the truck sometimes, right? The call that I let ruin a couple of weeks for me, if not months, was an hour-long call. It was the kid I talked about earlier where the firefighters got credit. They didn't take credit. They actually get, tried to give me all the credit, which is not true because it does take a team on those calls, absolutely, and they are a great team. But fire got recognized for doing everything they could to save this kid's life. I was not fire. I am EMS, and I was fully separated. But I chose to hang on to that, and I chose to hang on to the negativity of losing this kid. And I, I chose to drag that out for, for weeks. And why do I say I chose it? Well, it did hit me. It did hit me hard. But I could just instantly talk to somebody. I could walk the medicine through. Everything was, I mean, it's textbook. Here's how you run a code, period. From fire responding within two minutes, a nurse being on scene. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I've told this story a million times. So I'm not going to tell it again. But it was a textbook perfect call. Dude's dead. Even days later, they don't even know what he died from. They wrote it up to SIDS, even though he's 12, because everything under 18, everything over 18 is cardiac arrest, sudden cardiac arrest, unknown origin. Everything under 18 is SIDS, basically, from what I was explained then. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, you let you let the stuff get to you because I, yes, it hit me hard. Yes, it questioned everything about me because I I define myself in kind of these memes and kind of these I make things happen because of this. I can do this. I can do that. I can fight death. I can I can be out there for. And then when you fail, it hits you so much harder. And then I held on to it. I did. So and I let that get me down for a while until I started letting go of things and like oh. And then I went back to you and asked, oh yeah no that was all me. You know, like you said, Eric, the worst day, it, it can be an hour. I mean, it might be longer. It might it might hit you a little harder. I mean, one of my honest worst days in the field was when a coworker died on the way home. You know, that was just, that's still kind of, if I tell that story, I still get worked up a little bit. It's because of what she meant to me and how much she meant. It didn't have anything to do with a call. It didn't have anything to do with, with EMS specifically. I mean, I don't think she was exhausted from running calls all night. I don't remember fully. But I'm not blaming anybody. I just miss her. It was it was a rough call, a rough day. I didn't even have to run the call. I just heard about it and then was there for the rest of the day with them. But what you said, Eric, that's the last tip I was getting to with the, the struggle for the paycheck, right? We don't do it for the money. We don't do it to get paid. The first, anytime somebody tells me they don't do it to get paid, then, okay, how are you going to put food on your table? You absolutely do it to get paid, Unless you're a volunteer, but then you do something else to get paid. So whatever. And uh, whatever. I already went through all this. But that that living within your means, that is a big deal. And that's something I was failing at, right? Now, when you say EMS just doesn't pay enough to what? To have your lifestyle is my question. Because that was my answer. Well, ultimately, the truth was to have my lifestyle. I wanted to live a little bit better life. I wanted to have good internet as it, as it kept getting better and better and better. I wanted some better TVs. I wanted some better tech. I'm a tech guy. You know, 
EMS wasn't was not going to fund my lifestyle, but if I lived within my means, it might have funded it. But when I left the field, I'm telling you, as a paramedic of five or six years at that point, had been a captain in two places. I was making ten twenty five an hour, thirty two something thousand dollars a year, thirty three thousand dollars a year being filed on with one kid and one kid on the way. So I had tax write-offs for the house. I had tax write-offs for the kids. I just wasn't living within my means. Now, was my means too low? I don't know. No, actually, I can tell you this. No, it wasn't. It wasn't too low. I could have worked a little bit extra, pulled a part-time gig somewhere else for day shifts. You know, I could have worked a little bit extra and covered my lifestyle. I could have um, cut my bills back, stopped, you know, Stop panic buying or, you know, man, I could go to a whole thing that I'm not going to go into because it digresses. I could go to a whole thing about locking down the finances where nothing's happening. Nothing. Then you feel trapped and you're like, I can't feel trapped anymore. I can't do this. And you go in and you overspend to feel better. And it's just this big yo-yo as opposed to working on just like dieting, right? Just like working, living on your means, working in here. Let's let's budget let's see what i can do a little extra to get some money here play money sometimes what we call it and um nowadays as a parent if i i don't hold my paramedic anymore i hold an advanced as an advanced i walked back into the field at 15 dollars an hour as an advanced basically an emti right 15 i left the field as a paramedic captain at 10 25 came back at 15 if I held my paramedic or got it back, I could get 18, 20. With my experience and my ego, I might could get $20, $22 an hour, depending on where I went and who knew me, right? And I say my ego because I will talk my way into some money going, mm, no, man, I'm, I'm bringing all this self-awareness. I'm bringing my educational license with me. I'm bringing the fact that I teach whether you pay me to teach or not. I'm going to help improve the people that I work with. And I'm going to be, I, I got a business degree, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got an ego. I will talk my way into some money. But that's what I'm saying is I can make so much more. And there's still people, I don't need you to post it in the room. If you want to, that's fine. I don't need you to post it in the room. But if we were talking one-on-one and you're actually asking me for my advice to help you out in your personal situation, I'd ask you how much you make. Then what's your budget for bills? How many? How much are you spending on bills each month? Because you got to know that to know what you have to make because your bills represent your lifestyle. What are you spending money on and how much is it? Right? Well, my house payment is $1,500. Um, okay, so I left in about 2006, Eric, and he says in 2010, 2014, he's making that close to that. Um, yeah, things changed. Things changed. You know, you can make better money uh, out there. And the thing is, I won't go so far as to tell you what I file on now, but it's not not a ton better than what I filed on then. And I'm supporting my family. Because I changed the way I saw the world. I changed the way I saw myself. I became grateful to have places to make money. I came, I came to realize it's not about the per hour. It's about at the end of the day, how much did you make and how do you use it? You know? Um, yeah, I get you, Eric. is a, a big name EMS provider. And that was the thing. I was in a small county. I stayed in a small county. I chose that. And I chose poorly, <laughs> honestly. Um, instead of going the fire route or going to big name EMS companies. Uh, but how do you, you, but you got to own the choice. That's the thing. Own the choice and make it work for you. 
I've got one last meme I want to talk about, but I want to finish this thought process up here. Uh, can you downgrade your house? So many people get into houses that are too big for them, too much money for them, uh, getting to risk, getting to drugs. I bought a, a big Ford F-150 King Cab truck because I felt like that was what I was supposed to do when I became a paramedic. Nobody told me that. Everybody that was around me drove big trucks. Nothing was a gas guzzler. I did not haul hardly anything with it. I definitely didn't have a crew to put in that King Cab. You know, I definitely didn't have a bunch of people to ride around with me. And so I drove this big gas guzzler for no freaking reason other than that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And I wanted to look cool. You know, I, that, I, I, I sold that truck, got a Dodge 1500 Ram. Same thing. Big gas guzzler, big truck. Loved it. I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I really did love the Dodge over the Ford. So screw you guys who are hating on me. <laughs> Never drove a Chevy. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a car guy. I'm not going to fight you on it. I don't care. My point is you got to know what you're spending, why you're spending it. And I would get myself into car notes that I couldn't really afford because I had to have this cool thing. My wife and I would make bad decisions with credit cards. You know, some of it was definitely medical debt and there was nothing, you know, I, I didn't plan to sever my knee, you know, um, you got to do what you got to do. Now to wrap this part of this cock up, Nathan says my struggle got so bad with losing the house, almost my marriage and kids. Yep. Been there, dude. Uh, then took my 401k and was able to start over in South Georgia. Now we're able to survive. And my wife is a stay at home mom. I get that man. And Oh, so that indicates she worked before, you know, and that happens sometimes, but here's, there's a cost. With both of you working, isn't there when you have kids? There's child uh, watching costs. That's not the word for it. Um, day, not daycare, but yeah, I forget what the tax term is. But basically, you got to spend money for somebody to take care of your kids so you can go make money. And that's why I made the decision to leave the field and go into a medical office where I made a ton more money, did just cardiac rhythms. And it took me a little while to get happy, but I got happy because my wife said to me, it is nice to never have to guess at what your paycheck's going to be. It's going to be the same. It's nice to know that we paid all the bills and we have some money left over that we can save. It's nice to be able to every once in a while go, oh, we want this. Look, we have the money for it. Let's just get it. And that's a true splurge living within your means. That's a true splurge versus, you know, oh, let's just make a deal with a credit card company. Right. Um, Dave Ramsey even teaches your, your kids do not have to have Christmas. And I've been there. I'll tell my brief, uh, story, Nathan, I had to file bankruptcy a second time. And this time it was because I lost my job. They laid me off and I tried to find another job. I got into the hustle. I, I did everything I could to make more money. And the market was really crap. Then this is in 2013, 2013. And I'd already let go of my EMS license at that point. And if I had had my license, I could have gotten back on a truck. But there's a whole long story with that. So trying to make money. I mean, I'm applying to Arby's and Taco Bell and everybody. And it's that whole problem of you're too qualified. You're going to quit on us. Of course, I'm going to quit on you. But I'll give you my best while I'm there. You know, and who knows? I might not find a job for a while. You might treat me right. And I might be happy running a Sonics or something. I don't know. Take a chance, man. Um. So yeah, uh, and and we had to file bankruptcy to lose our house. I was not going to walk away from the house. I, I hated that was when the market was dropping, and people were they were just walking away from their payments. 
That's not right. Own your responsibilities. And there, this is what bankruptcy is for. Bankruptcy was for to say, through no fault of my own, I didn't go build up debt. I didn't go do a whole bunch of stupid stuff. I lost my job. I have no income. I'm doing my damnedest to make some income. So I had unemployment for a little while, but I made enough money to get off on unemployment, but not to fully pay all my bills the way they were. And I had to make a choice. Either I could sell you know everything and keep the house and not be able to drive to go get a job in the city because we were out in Jasper County on the lake. Not on the lake. It's not like I had a fancy lake house, just in the lake neighborhood. Uh, but I had to drive 45 minutes to any city. Or I could drive to the city, or I could go move to the city, be closer to her parents who would help us watch the kids if we both had to get jobs. And we had to, we had we lost our house, man, and it was rough. I I feel you, man. It was tough. I don't know that I got close to losing my marriage or my kids, but it was, but because I brutal, I, just like I am now, I'm brutally honest about everything, and I was brutally honest with them. It's like we are going to lose this house. There's, and we, well, my wife and I made a decision together. We laid out everything, brutally honest, everything on paper and writing, staring us in the face. And the best decision was to lose the house that we had built, that all four of our children had been born in, that this was my wife's home. We had to lose that and move into the city, to Conyers, you know, not the big city, not Atlanta, but to, to Conyers, where her family was, so that we could do better to provide for them. That's why I was talking about pride doesn't put food on the table. Anyway, it's definitely rough, and I'm glad you're able to survive. I'm glad you relocated. That's what we did. You moved to a different area. Ended up basically paying the same money in rent that's paying for my house, but now somebody else is responsible for everything else, the homeowner's insurance. If something goes wrong, they fix it. Um, I'm closer to any job I can get. It made it a lot easier. For two years after that, I worked in Atlanta doing gigs, any gig I could get, driving Lyft, and I couldn't do that from where I was. So you have to make decisions. All right, all right, all right. Live within your means. Know what that means. Uh, what is it within your means means? <laughs> know what you're paying out because this whole mindset and stop defining yourself by memes. You know, stop defining yourself by graphics, things that you oh, look at this phrase. That's me. And I'm pretty sure I've seen this one even at the EMS school. No one said it would be easy, but I put everything I had in it. I pulled my hair back. I stayed up late, read everything twice, not for myself, but to save you. Bullshit. Oh, I want to scream that. Bullshit. Chizzy. <laughs> you, you know, because I'm going to tell you the number one rule of human beings, we do everything for ourselves. Because when we do it for somebody else that's not for ourselves, I don't, I don't mean being selfless. I don't mean helping people out. What I mean is if we do something because somebody else wanted us to, I see it all the time in EMS school, all the time in EMT school. Where the parents want the kid, I just want to have a career. They need to go. They need, and the kid of the parents, I mean, they're 18, 19, 20, 25, whatever. The, the, the quotey fingers child of these parents who are paying for it does not want to come. It never works out. Never works out. The parents spend a lot of money. The kid doesn't put in any, any effort in studying and passing the class and learning because they don't want to be there. And it doesn't work out. You do everything for yourself. Even the selflessness. Well, how is that even possible? Because you feel good when you help other people. I know I do. I know I love doing non-emergency work now. Well, one, because it's easy in the schedule and I can work on other stuff and all this other stuff. But the uh, one thing I do love is going and seeing that same patient on Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning, and being there to 
say, hey, Mr. So-and-so, how are you doing today? Hey, Mrs. So-and-so. And talking with him, building up this little friendship with him, knowing that I am helping bring a bright spot to their day. And they need that help. They need to go from the, the house to the dialysis clinic and back. They're not going to drive themselves. Say it louder for those in the back. Yeah, no kidding, Eric. No kidding. You do everything for yourself. Well, I don't feel appreciated. That's for yourself. And maybe they don't. Maybe where you're working doesn't appreciate you. Maybe you don't appreciate working there. And you you might sit there and argue with me. You're putting everything back on me. Yes. Yes, I am. Because it is on us for everything that we do. Every choice that we make. I never actually got mad when somebody got paid, got paid more than me when I was at National EMS. Because I know I made my deal with them. I know I could go back in and renegotiate my deal. I know I could choose any time to quit and leave. I knew there was one time where an EMT I worked with, Vince, loved Vince. He was a good guy. He was an older guy, older than I was. And I loved Vince. And he got mad about the money he was making and because of how old he was and, and how he should be paid more than these young kids. And he was a good EMT. He was a great EMT, to be honest with you. I mean, he really was. But he let his age dictate his mindset. And he went in, and I was not in the office. I don't know how the conversation went. But the way he tells it, he basically went in and said, you know what, I deserve more. Here's why I deserve that TV moment, right? Here's what I bring to the table. Here's why I deserve more. And honestly, if you're just not going to give me more, today's my last shift. I'll finish the shift out, and I'll go home. And they gave him more money. And that money put him out making more than I did as a paramedic. And I didn't let it get to me. I like, you know what? I could go make my deal. I could go in and say, wait a minute. You just paid him more. You got to pay me more. I can make a stink. My mindset then was I needed to do more to help the company be better. And that's kind of who I am. I try to improve everything I do. I've learned a different way to do it now. I'd rather come in as a contractor where this is what I'm going to bring to the table. So this is what you're going to pay me. And I'm going to do everything I promise you that I'm going to do. If that's not for you, then that's okay. I'd like to, that's fine. I'll go on to the next client. Some might even consider that like partner level. like. But that's, I'm 42 years old. I put 23 years in this field. I put 23 learning years into my life, if not more. You know, I know what I'm going to bring to the table. I'm going to bring it. When you go work for a place, and that's how, that's how anything but the military and government work works. Government work is, this is what we pay this position, and here's your rankings up as you go through life. You'll get, the, you'll end your career. If you do 20 years, this is what you'll end your money at. You know, and here's how you can step that up even. That's the government. They get you, uh, a friend of mine who works for the government said, the government will try to get you for as little as possible, but they will pay you the best in the end. They will, they, everything's planned out. Everything's tiered out. You know what you're going to make. No questions asked. So, you know, if you just stay the course, you're going to make this much money and how you can retire and all that other jazz. Now, the, the citizen work, as we call it, civilian life, right? They will pay as much as they have to pay to get you in the door. And that's it. Now, some good companies will actually give merit raises. I'm not taking away from the good ones. But in general, the standard is what is the deal that you make to get in here? What are we going to pay you? And then you might get a little bit raises here and there. Unless you jump up a position, then maybe you get a raise. And I say maybe because not all companies pay you for the position change. You get a title, you get the power, you don't get more money. And that's how it works. So I understood that when Vince got his raise. I understood the deal I made with national. I understood the the ongoing deal I was making with them. 
when I would talk to them, like, I would like to do this. I want to try that. I want to be a paramedic captain. I want to move up. You know, I understood every time the deal I was making. I also understood when you go in and demand more money, they will watch you and they will demand that you step up to that line, make sure that their money is well spent. And when it comes time for promotions and raises, maybe they'll think of you negatively. Who knows? Who cares? Take care of yourself. You do it for you. You go to school for you. You learn these skills for you. You find the job for you and you go save lives at the extreme for you. Because at the end of the day, you felt good that you saved your life. Going back to what Nathan said, his kids look up to him and they're proud of him. Yeah, there's, man, we're human beings. There's millions of reasons we do everything that we do. But if you try to tell me you never did anything, you don't do this for yourself, you did it for somebody? No. No, because why are you then going, oh, man, we got a lizard tote. We got a granny tote. We got to do, I can't believe, I mean, I heard that so much at National because 911 trucks would also do the non-emergency. And I heard it so many times when you get that phone call, we need you to go to the hospital, pick up this patient, take him up the north side. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm doing, wait, no, no, no. You just told me that you didn't do this for yourself, but for to save you. You're saving somebody by moving them from hospital to hospital. I'm twitching on the podcast. You can't hear this. My head's twitching a little bit. I'm so frustrated with the imaginary person I'm talking to because they're real people. They're real people. Oh, uh, you get called at three in the morning for a stomach sick and the person meets you with a glass of wine and you get mad at them. But that's what we signed up for. You didn't do it for yourself. You did it for them. Yeah, Eric, I'm bringing back memories. <laughs> uh, what about the, 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 how do I phrase this? The, and, and if Roy's still listening, he's no, he's going to know who I'm talking about. How about the person I can't come up with a generic one. So I won't tell the name, but how about the patient whose cycle is they get tired of being on the outside and dealing with life. So they go rob a liquor store or a convenience store, get arrested, go to jail for a while. They have a history of seizures. They have to take medicine for their seizures. They get arrested they go to jail for a while and they get tired of being in jail, stop taking their seizure medication, have seizures. The jail doesn't want to pay for it. So they get released from jail to go to the hospital. And that cycle is just a vicious cycle. You know, well, you have to save them too. And I had a really bad attitude about it. I ain't going to lie. At the time I had a really bad attitude about it because I only want to save the good people. That is not what we sign up for. We sign up to answer the call, whatever that call may be. So the motivations that out, stay away from the negative. Stay, the best advice I can give you, stay away from the negative. Move towards the positive. I can't believe they gave EMT more money than me. And I've been at this company for four and a half years and I'm a paramedic and I'm a captain. Well, then go do something about it or find a new way to live, or find a new job, find a way to be happy. Sometimes that means leaving. Sometimes that means starting over in South Georgia at a different place. Sometimes it means temporarily leaving the field and going back to it. Sometimes it means talking to somebody like myself who will shoot you straight. Don't talk to somebody who's just, oh, you're right, man. They hate you. They're a horrible company. No, it's called an echo chamber. When you're in an echo chamber with negative people and you're negative, all you're going to get is negative feedback. 
But when you're actually looking to change your life, to get out of that negative mindset, to to find a better life, if you will, talk to somebody who's happy. And by no means do I mean the Kool-Aid people who drank the Kool-Aid and think the company does everything right because a good company will say they did they do wrong stuff. Yeah, no, we messed that up. Sorry. No, we made a bad call on this. Sorry. But most companies don't want to do that. It shows weakness. And most people are in power, middle management, right? Commanders, captains, we're all middle management of the owners of the company and then the, the grunts on the street, if you will. Um, and Eric, I, I re, I'm reading that. I got you, man. I hear you. Me too. And I'll answer that here on the podcast in a second. But what I'm saying is that the middle management sometimes thinks they have to protect their job. So instead of saying, yeah, no, the, the, I, do, I disagree with the company's decision, but here's why we're going to do it. And being honest about it. Nobody said you had to like it. You're getting paid to do a job. Literally. If you're getting paid crap, doesn't matter. You're still getting paid. Quit. Go do something else. I hear Chick-fil-A is paying $15 an hour. <laughs> this episode brought to you not by Chick-fil-A, but I will take your money in a heartbeat to sponsor me. No problems. Uh, and yeah, no, I just, I, I, I could have to talk with you about their, their stance on gay marriage. It's not a corporate stance. And it was, anyway, we could have that discussion. I will take your money and put it to good use. And I believe in gay marriage. I think everybody should be equal. So there reconcile that. Um, anyway, um, find a way to be happy. So talk to somebody who's actually happy. Talk to somebody who seems like they have their life together and ask them point blank. Do you, do you really have your life together? Cause you look like you do. You look like, and, and you might be surprised. Oh no, man, my wife's about to leave me. I can't pay my mortgage. I'm struggling. Yeah, but usually the people who are actually struggling, you can see it. And then when you do talk to that happy person, find somebody who will just be bluntly and brutally honest about themselves with you and about yourself and call your BS. And that's why today is motivational, uh, calling motivational BS because it is, it, it's fine to have a funny shirt, right? It's fine to have something that makes you chuckle. I won't wear a shirt that's negative. I just want to believe words mean things. And I believe if I'm, I'm doing something that says negativity on it, it's going to make me feel negative. That's a whole nother talk. But, but Roy, Mike, the people who know me, well, they know I'm not Pollyanna. I'm like, woohoo, everything's happy. I will tell Roy to suck it up, sit down, shut up, because we have a job and we're happy. <laughs> you know, you can take your complaining somewhere else and he'll get right back on me and we have a good 10, 15 minutes of, of having fun yelling at each other. And then we're like, all right, screw it. Let's watch a truck or let's watch a TV show or something. Um, but I mean, I get negative too. I'm not, I don't think everything's perfect. I know how to make my way through life. And I know as long as I own my life, I can make my decisions on how that works. And the last thing Eric says here that I was, I agree with fully. It's not for everybody. I agree with Nathan. Nathan found a better way. He's in the field that he wants to be in and he's making it work for his family. Eric started over in a new field in a new state. And that was for him the best decision ever, ever. I did the same thing. I left the field, went to a company that, well, I mean, it was field adjacent, right? They needed my paramedic. So I was able to dictate roughly how much I was going to make. And I mean, I got the high end of their spectrum. So I said, no, I'm a paramedic. You need me. I need this money. I do not. I mean, okay. <laughs> a little picture of this, right? I, I had long hair, so I had a ponytail, rode a motorcycle. I went to my job interview in ripped jeans and a dirty hoodie. Cause I did not want to work in an office. 
And I made that bluntly clear. It's like, look, you're offering a job that I can do. I need the money. I'm not sure about office work, but if you're talking about reading cardiac rhythms, as long as you leave me alone and pay me what I need, I'll do the best damn job for you. And it turns out they needed, they desperately needed my paramedic behind my name because of how Medicare was paying at the time. And they had just changed it. So they paid me the high end of their scale and I earned every penny. I earned every penny of every bit of money I got from them. And then some, you know, I won't go into all that sort but, but that was the thing. They, it was like, they said, yes. I went, okay. Well, now the me that is truly me went, well, while I hate offices and I don't want to, I, I just have this image of offices and ties and Dilbert, right? Look up D I L B E R T Dilbert. If you've never read it, that's my, my view on com, of offices is, is that comic strip. And so, uh, anyway, once I realized they were going to take my BS, they were going to actually appreciate what I did and they were going to let me be me. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I leaned into being me and I became a night shift supervisor and never got the power for it or the title. I just was expected to run it, but I did it because you know what? I demanded uh, almost ridiculous amount of money to go work there in my mind. And they gave it to me. Well, crap. I want to keep it now. Right. So that was the best chest chest. I don't know where chest came from. That was the best decision I ever made for myself was to walk away from what I loved would let me live the life of creativity that I wanted, but did not let me live the lifestyle of finance that I wanted made a new way, made a better way. And now I'm back. Now, not fully back, but I made my own way. Be happy. And congrats, Eric, on the newborn. Uh, kids, if that's what you want, kids are the best. I could go on a whole other hour about how I chose to have all four of my kids and how we planned it out, and we got everything we wanted, and we put a dent in the universe. I mean, we literally said, this is how we want this to go with our kids. Me and my wife were on board, and it, it has literally happened that way uh, for for how, how we had them. But that's a whole other conversation. Thank you for listening. I, I left that email up the whole time. Whatever. Charles at G-A-I-E-M-S.com. Didn't mean to leave that up the whole time. It looks weird. But Charles at G-A-I-E-M-S.com is where you can email me for any topics you want to hear about, any feedback. If you disagree with me, if you want to argue with me, I'd love it. I love it. We will have a discussion as best we can one way. Uh, I might tell you you're wrong. I might yell at you. I don't know. I might agree with you. I might be like, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. I will admit when I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from you. Charles at G-A-I-E-M-S.com. Every Wednesday morning. I don't have a set time uh, because Wednesday mornings are a little weird for me. But Wednesday mornings, record this live on Facebook.com slash Georgia Institute of EMS. So you can go like and follow that page. After I record this, it goes out in podcast form. Anchor.fm slash EMS Underground is where you can find that. You can find it in all your podcatchers, EMS Underground. And you know, go share this with people. You know, you know, there's somebody in your life right now that needs to hear this show. You know, there is because you wouldn't have been here talking with me the whole time. There wasn't. And of course, this is also posted on YouTube under Georgia Institute of EMS. You can follow the video there as well. Uh, I've got, you know, what? I need to work it to where I can put the chat on the screen. So when it goes to YouTube, people can see the chat in real time. I'll work on that for next week. But thanks for listening. Thanks for checking me out. And uh, I'll be back next Tuesday with some kind of topic. And next Wednesday for some kind of rant. <laughs> I enjoy it. Thank you all for coming out. Be safe out there. Have fun. Make the right decisions for your life.